Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Booty got size. Booty large. Booty positive, booty negative. Booty in charge. Booty at a distance. Booty far away. Booty in Dune. Boo Timothy Chalamet. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks podcast on the Athletic Network, a fine network. It's Tuesday, March 1st. I'm J.E. Skeets, and alongside of me, as always, we got Tash Mellis. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Hey, Tassie. We got our Tasha hot boy, ripping them lips, Trey Kirby. Ayo. Ayo. The international man of mystery taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. Mm. And last, certainly not least, making the magic happen over yonder, Super Producer JD. Hello. There he is. Here we are. Rate that hello from JD. Hmm. <laughs> I wasn't feeling it today. Yeah? I think you might get a seven on that. I can live with a seven. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anything above, above a five, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the stream team for joining us live right now on YouTube. Subscribe, like, comment, share the show. Uh, email in your NBA questions always to nodunksattheathletic.com. Keep them coming. And follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at nodunksinc. Fun show lined up here. Got some, like, really, really random, if I'm being honest, questions for you guys a little bit later. Uh, Twitter was popping last night and i'm like oh that's a fun question oh that's a fun topic we could turn into a question so we'll get to that later but let's start with the games and let's just jump right into it john morant breaks his own grizzlies record with 52 points (laughs) no it is now 52 points it's official official as he dazzles that memphis crowd there with highlight play after highlight play after highlight play tass i made the title of this show i mean there is nothing and everything left to say about John Morant. I truly mm. believe that. Uh, this, this guy is unbelievable. Well, he truly is doing things that we've never seen before. I, I think that's sincere. Everybody wants to talk about the dunk on Poriaka Pirtle, which was a unique dunk. I mean, that was a, a show of athleticism. I heard he died last night. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I saw a lot going through yeah. the internet. John Morant ends seven-footer's life. <laughs> He's not seven feet. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> they put it in the AP yeah. as well. They're like, yeah. they're not, we're not even giving him a name right now. He's just a seven-footer. They a- don't want to embarrass him. AP is ending people's lives now? I know yeah. AP that, is... was, that was a YouTube oh, highlight, okay. but I did see that he was a seven, He was mentioned as a seven-footer uh, and then expanded upon later on. Oh, because AP is going for them hot takes as well. They're jumping in on the hot takes game. Uh, okay, the dunk we'll get to in a sec. I've never seen an inbound play that far I mean that was literally as far as you could pass a ball from Steven Adams underneath his own hoop like 92 feet to John Morant basically under the other team's hoop it was almost in the corner by their own bench where it was a jump ball it was almost like where is the ball because he just elevated a bunch of other grown men because he can get higher than other players and was able to catch it and shoot it in 0.4 seconds and score and maybe the scorekeeper was looking at it like 
I don't know where the ball is. I mean, what what's what's happening there? Because I think I think everybody was like, what is going on there? And maybe he didn't start the clock fast enough, but who cares? Uh, he put it up and scored. And then, yeah, the dunk on Jakob. Uh, that was uh, just too much space from Jakob Pertl. And, and I think that's the important thing. Like, really, when you get to what John Morant is and what he's doing is if you give him space, if you're a big and you give him space, those fast twitch fibers – uh, he just, he just like, uh, he was, he looked at Jakob Pertl many times on the dunk as well and just saw like a glimmer of space and was able to just get into it and be able to go side to side so quickly that it's like he, he's a flash and he's gone and he's at the rim. And, and I would like to see the floor light up to show his footsteps because it is incredible. And how he got, you know, to 52 is because he's just, he's just so freaking quick in those moves and the threes are coming along and, yeah, a bunch of highlights, as YouTube said, uh, <laughs> that you can just look at. As, it, it was like, yeah, the highlights were, the, the headlines were one game, this dude dropping the dunk, that .4 second toss up, whatever the hell that thing was, the three balls, uh, and just a bunch of other like slithering layups around guys in He's traffic. Special, man. He's just athletic and ridiculous. Anything to add to that? Um, I think DeAndre Jordan was making that same pass the night before. He just had no one to throw it to. Yeah. That's the only difference here. But uh, <laughs> the thing about John Morant last night is, uh, you know, the highlights just crazy. He only had 30 shots in 34 minutes and scored 52 points. He got a win against a team the Spurs were sort of keeping it there. John Morant came out and said, no, it's my game. Yeah. His maturity is well beyond his years for his ability to take a game like that out of control last night because with the with the hype and all the dunk and the crowd getting into it, it's easy to sort of get lost a little bit in the momentum, but they went on to win the game, which is obviously the most important mm-hmm. thing here. Um, I don't remember, and I don't want to be too hyperbolic here, but I don't remember someone in recent history, including your Derek Roses and LeBron and even a Westbrook, whatever, who have had so many highlights game to game within the game that are kind of different, not just like a dunk. It's the layup. We've seen the block against the Lakers. You know, like he's got a variety of like. I mean, the game I talked about yesterday was on Saturday night. and had five, I think, different plays from that, like the scoop layup, the 360. uh, What else did he have? He had a a dunk. Of course, he always does. But he's just putting on a show every single night, and it's leading to his team winning, and he's putting himself – firmly in the MVP conversation. So this is not just empty stats or one guy doing it against teams and he's getting blown out. It, the most important thing, he's winning games. His team is winning games. So he's got a very, very impressive case. I don't think he wins MVP, but I think he gets probably top four right now. Yeah, I people think. said he snatched the wine list at the MVP table last <laughs> night. Let me, let me see that. I'll order the next bottle because he uh, definitely has a seat there. Um, yeah, Trey, <laughs> what is there honestly to say about this guy at this point? I don't know. You, I mean, we talked about the refs already. Like We literally <laughs> talked about the scorekeepers with regards to John Morant. Uh, we talked about his muscle fibers. <laughs> he made four free throws last night. That's crazy. The guy yeah. drives to the lane all the time. He's one of the most athletic players there, and he... Uh, is like Tony Parker-ish with the way he can Mm. score in the paint as a guard and shoot an incredible percentage. And he made four free throws last night, scoring 52 points. The guy's getting hacked all the time, but sometimes he's just a little too slithery uh, to really get contact on him so he doesn't go to the line. But yeah, I mean, 22 for 30. 
That's incredible efficiency. That's the efficiency you see from a seven footer, exactly. not a guy who's six foot three going over the top of seven footers. So uh, incredible stuff. A little bit of a revenge game, I think, for John Moran as well. Not being named a Team USA last summer could have been named as a replacement. Greg Popovich said, "No, give me Keldon Johnson." And Josh said, "Okay." I'll give you 52 next time we see you. <laughs> the one thing I loved about the dunk on Pirtle, and it would have been funny if that new uh, Wordle NBA game Pirtle would have been just shut down this morning. Like, he <laughs> destroyed it with his dunk on Pirtle, but it's still there. Uh, is I love the, the, the courtside crowd exploding, jumping up. I mean, in NBA games, yeah. if, like, in big dunks, the rest of the arena, the nosebleeds, a lot of people in the lower bowl will jump up. But the courtside fans, you know, the first couple of rows, they're too cool for school usually. Oh, yeah. You know, maybe they're not even paying attention, whatever. You don't see everybody pop up and go watch the dunk again, because I've watched it a million times here <laughs> up to this point. Everybody explodes. It feels like a, an and one mixtape. Yeah. Like, that's what's going on. It's almost like a, it, they should have been allowed to, like, storm the floor, you know, like rush the court and stuff like that. It an, uh, it's kind of a meme, isn't it, where guy goes up and everyone sort of jumps, jumps with, with him, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. in slow-mo like that. And that's what it was, the crowd. It's like a soccer crowd when they just score a big goal right at the end of the game or something. It's like everyone just erupts. And, uh, you know, Pete Pranicker on the call, he's great. But going back to the, uh, like, the Bulls game as well, I mean, even Adam Amin and uh, Stacey King were like, whoa! You know, you don't hear a lot of that from mm-hmm. the opposing team, especially in a home game. So he's just captivating everybody right right now with these incredible plays. While this game is going on and John Morant is putting up highlight after highlight, our very own Lee Ellis Mm. is texting the group saying, I'm buying tickets to the Grizzlies-Hawks game. It's on Friday night. It's on the 18th or something like that. Who's in? During the game, uh, you got, yeah. this guy got you so hyped that you're like, I got to go see him in person. Yeah. And so tickets were purchased. I forgot night. I forgot that he was coming to town. And then I was just like, all right, I've, I've got to go now. It sort of jogged my memory. Because the last game I went to before the pandemic was a Memphis Grizzlies game. And he was good, but it wasn't the, what we're seeing right now. So mm-hmm. I was like, i got to jump on that. This could sell out this game. Stand, standing room only. Standing room sure. only is the only way to watch a game these days. Because <laughs> if he throws down a dunk... You're always standing. I'm, ju- I'm ready to jump. <laughs> we'll have to sit down <laughs> to do the opposite. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it's, it, it is amazing. And it was cool to see his teammates... Like, they were actively trying to get him to 50. 100%. They were, they were so locked in on that. And then you saw the you know the group photo at the end. Everybody is so ecstatic for him. I mean, he's, a, he's not only, the, of course, the leader of this team, but he's a likable leader, and they wanted him to get this record. And they were hyped. And then he's dancing through the tunnel. Like, if you had just shown this to people last night that maybe don't follow the NBA, you would have thought, like, the Grizzlies won the championship. Like, even the shot from the 92-foot Adams pass where he's like getting mobbed. It looks like they've won. The, it looked like they won the game. Like the game was over, but it was only halftime. Uh, it's just, you know, it keeps being said, but the, the vibes are amazing with this squad and you keep tweeting how you want them to get up to second place. So they have a better chance to uh, to win a playoff series or two or hell, maybe even further. Who knows with this team? Oh, yeah. I just want this to keep rolling, baby, because the atmosphere in Memphis is wild. I mean, we've got us who have you know been involved with the NBA for so long and are ready to buy tickets, not even willing to take press passes. I mean, we're not waiting for these press passes. No, we want to get in the building. I mean, that just speaks to this it special does. thing going on. I mean, it it's true. And maybe it's because it's a smaller guy and it's just so special to watch this dude. But, yeah, I mean, one of my favorite moments this year is being able to see him in Memphis. I can't make it to that game uh, or I'd go one more time. But just being able to see him in person, yeah, I'd love to see this Memphis 
this situation, yeah, it feels like a college town. Everybody jumping up, obviously, when, when he threw down the dunk. Uh, you know, everybody, yeah, on the internet, just joining in. I, I saw, yeah, you watched it 100 times, everybody watching it 100 times just to see each different person in the first row, second row, third yeah. row, and how they react. Uh, I saw Molly Morrison, who's from Memphis, uh, tweet, Oh, that's my dad who jumped up in in the blue sweater behind the bench. I mean, there's just there's just everybody is everybody's together here on this uh, this Grizzlies bandwagon, and it's because one dude is he's so good at going, you know, jumping up over people. He's so good at going north south when he wants to go, but he is also going east west. He's like he's stepping all over the lane. He's just so freaking quick uh, that uh, yeah, it's got everybody just. Just feeling good. <laughs> Even Molly Morrison's dad. <laughs> Even Molly Morrison's In a sweater. Dad. That's wild, man. Uh, who would be on your list, Trey, of like, I'd put down decent money to go see them in person. And you watched a lot of basketball. But obviously, even still as a fan, you're like, I, I need to see this guy right now in person. So John Moran, I assume, is on that. It obviously wasn't. We, we drove to Memphis, for crying out loud. Who else, if you were to make a list of, I don't know, three or four other guys, would you have on your on your list? Um, Curry still for me yep. is must watch. Uh, when the when the Warriors come to Atlanta there one time a year, that's a game that you want to try and uh, uh, finagle some tickets for. I mean, you guys saw the the warm up routine he's got going on now, yeah. where you just take a step back and keep making it every single time. So that's super watchable. Uh, we did see a Luca game here in Atlanta not too long ago. I think that's a big one. I also think you're looking at Western Conference teams, right? Yeah. Teams that are only Fair. come and visit one time a year. That's a huge one. Uh, big name players that. I I haven't seen live Giannis I think would be number one I just haven't seen uh one of his games in person and to see like the speed and the size at which he plays would be huge we were at the fortress together were we in the playoffs you videoed you videoed me Channing he got hurt yeah he got hurt that game (laughs) was that the game yeah 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 wow definitely was oh like I said Forgettable. Never mind. I don't want to see Giannis anymore. It makes it too easy. I will say this. Uh, John Morant is the most watchable guy in the league since Steph Curry in the 2014-15 season. When he won his first MVP, kind of came out of nowhere, took that huge leap, much the same way John Morant did. Uh, I do think the Warriors, have, they beat the Spurs or something. Or maybe it was the Nuggets that year in the playoffs the yes. year before, right? And then in the 14-15 season, he took that huge leap yeah. and became like an MVP candidate. Obviously, he won it, won it the next year as well. That's what this feels like to me. I mean, everybody wants to compare John Morant to somebody we've seen in the past. He's been compared like, you say Penny, I say Derrick Rose. Everybody says Russell Westbrook. Some people are starting to say John Wall now. So Bill Simmons sh- is saying young Michael Jordan. In terms of how he attacks the rim and slithers uh, around people. I'll take Dwayne Wade. I'll yeah. take Dwayne Wade yeah. for sure when it comes to that. Um, but that's what it is. Every once in a while, there's a little guy who kind of catches the league on yeah. fire, and nobody is sure how to deal with him, and he's the most watchable guy in the league. And right now, that's Ja for sure. Mm-hmm. Especially Popovich. Didn't know how to deal with him. Just kept sending Pirtle at him, and that wasn't... <laughs> Poor Pirtle, man. It wasn't was working, the, man. Yeah, there would be a, there'd be a pick, Big Adam's pick usually, yeah. and the switch happens, and now it's Ja Morant against Pirtle. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, I think he had been shook for the rest of the game after he got dunked on there uh, in the first half because he scored on him another like three or four times at the rim. That yeah, Pirtle was doing the right thing. No, he was there. I know. You know, it's just when Jar just sort of says, I'm just going to jump over you. I mean, it's almost that sort of Fred, uh, Vince Carter, Fred Vice, where it's like, it doesn't matter who's there. I'm just rising up and I know I can sort of outstretch this guy to get there. Like some of the photos coming through of how far away he was, oh, like yeah. leaping, uh, stretching that arm out, were incredible. And he, I think it was he, he explodes by primo, is it? Yeah, sort I of think that's right. Yeah, dunks on Pirtle, and yeah. uh, so I, I, I think I reshared your video, or maybe it was the video from the Grizzlies. I said, 
wow, look at the guy sitting courtside. He knew. Because yeah. a guy, and there's actually two guys, they stand up immediately when he goes around Primo. Like, they know yeah. Pirtle's in trouble here. And everybody is pointing out, yeah, that's his dad. Yeah, yeah. His uh, dad sitting <laughs> in the courtside. Well, yeah, that makes sense. I guess yeah. dad knew he was about to catch a body. <laughs> kill a seven-footer. Yeah, uh, you mentioned even the photo after. Like, they are, they're always in the group photos. If something cool is happening, they made sure he, they got him to 50. And Ja looked up at the scoreboard to, saw, to see that he put 50 on the board. Uh, and he is, you know, everybody else's cheerleader on that team. Like, he'll go on Twitter and tell tell everybody that Desmond Bain should be most improved player. So, you know, it's a, it's a yin and a yang. Like, it's a give and a take with that guy. Yep. You know, he, he unlike other superstars that, yeah, might just be in their own limelight a little bit, like, he is such a big cheerleader for everybody on that roster. So it's, yeah, it's, an, it's just a nice feeling. Great nice story feeling. right now in the NBA. And if you get a chance, I mean... Look, uh, this is the obvious, but yeah, go see him because he can. You're right. You're right, Lee. He's doing this every night. It yeah. feels like over the last little stretch here, where there are three to ten, like <laughs> yeah. what type of plays that you see in a game. You're like, yeah. I don't remember seeing that before, or wow, that reminds me of one of these other, you know, Hall of Famer stuff like that. It's it's pretty special stuff. You're getting a guaranteed highlight when he plays against the Hawks yeah. because if you have a substandard defense, the way the Bulls do and the way the uh, the San Antonio Spurs do, you're asking for your center to get dunked on or to be embarrassed in the lane <laughs> yeah. at yeah. some point. So. Sorry, Capella. Yeah. Like, yeah. Capella's going to get crammed on. You said you got family here in town that, that Friday night. Yeah, right? my mom is back us. in town, and the last time she was in town, we drove to Memphis to see John oh, Moran. Wow. I told her this is a once-in-a-lifetime <laughs> opportunity. <laughs> so I could not do it the second time uh, two months later. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. All right, well, we'll be down at the Fortress. Can't right? wait. Can't wait. Uh, let's keep going here. Gabe Vincent scores 20 as the Heat remain hot uh, topping the Bulls 112 to 99 these are two of the best teams in the Eastern Conference uh, Trey but the Heat looked a lot better last night I would say one of the most frustrating things when you're a fan of a team is when there's just a random player out there who destroys your team multiple times. Yeah, I like s- Brad Wanamaker. And me like and Wanamaker, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. I saw uh, Celtics fans were tweeting about Sadiq Bay this week. He shoots 55% from three against the Celtics, <laughs> 33% against any other team, wow. but he kills the Celtics, and for whatever reason, it's Gabe Vincent who owns the Bulls. 20 points, four threes, three assists last night for Vincent. Second time this season already that he's had 20 against Chicago. He had a 16-point fourth quarter earlier this year. The guy's only scored 20 or more points seven times total in his career, averaging nine points per game this season, but 20 (laughs) twice against the Bulls. This was, uh, I mean, it ended up being a close game, but not really. This was a huge win for the Heat. They outshot the Bulls on percentages. They made more threes. They won on the glass. They shot more free throws. They had more fast break points. The Bulls were competitive in the fourth quarter after the game was over, and that's why this is not a 25-point win for Miami. Miami locks down the season series 3-0, take a two-game lead for first place in the Eastern Conference, and the Bulls are asking a lot of questions, and people have a lot of questions about the Bulls because they've really struggled against the best teams, specifically in the Eastern Conference. The loss to the Heat, to me, is so similar to the loss to the Grizzlies because they look outclassed and it looks like they're not responding to the physicality that the other teams are are bringing that mm-hmm. the Heat and the Grizzlies have brought. It's the same problem for them against the other teams in the Eastern Conference who they would have to theoretically beat to make a conference finals. The 76ers and the Bucks, just bigger, stronger teams. Post-game, Billy Donovan said, we don't have a lot of guys who are battle-tested. And then he called out DeMar DeRozan, who's gone far in the playoffs, and then obviously Tristan Thompson and Alex Caruso are champions. So that's a guy that's been there for six months, a guy that's been there for a week, and a guy who has been there for six months and has missed most of the season. Levine obviously never made the playoffs. Vooch never got out of the first round. 
they got to figure out how to win some of these games against teams that like hit you in the face. Yep. And you got to respond and be like, not just turtle, go into your shell. At this point, they really need Caruso back. That to me is like the huge vibe check for the Bulls. He just brings so much intensity. He obviously brings the defense, which I think is huge, but more so just his attitude on the court and his nonstop uh, competitive nature, I think will help the Bulls. Uh, we saw that when he came back earlier this season after um, after being in COVID protocols, but then he got hurt right away again. So he's getting closer to returning, which will help the Bulls. But yeah, you know, it seems like there are probably four very good teams in the Eastern Conference, and the Bulls quite likely are number four on that list. Mm. Yeah. Um, what, what do you think about the Miami Heat here? I think they have sort of gone under the radar a little bit all season long in terms of like us talking about them, maybe, you know, the rest of the media talking about them. And here they are with 41 and 21 record. Yeah. And this is with guys that have like, you know, Butler missed time and Bam missed time. Lowry not playing last night. He missed a good chunk of time with uh, family issues. But, you know, still an elite team, seventh overall in offense, sixth in defense defense an incredible net rating top five i mean this team you know they should be included with all these title contenders oh, no. yeah i don't know why we aren't sort of giving them more credit but they've sort of snuck up because of the other storylines we've seen particularly with the philadelphia 76ers they've been a big one and the bucks i mean they're and the bulls so, and, and the bulls yeah. so they've sort of taken away that limelight and this is exactly what the heat like just fly under the radar play yeah. really good defense be a deep team because you mentioned kyle lowry out last night for personal reasons again he missed some time earlier in the season so to miss him and, and i've spoken about this before i think he's just so important for their offense how he gets them going when he's not there their offense tends to, to really slow down Jimmy Butler didn't have a great game there last night but this is perfect they're deep they're very well coached they play both ends of the floor they are going to be tough whoever they face certainly the first round they're going to get through that no problems and then that second round if they were to face you know potentially a Milwaukee Bucks that would be a great rematch because yep. I think they're much better equipped to defend Giannis this season than they have been in seasons gone by so uh that's yeah, where they took gonna... one of their guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> BJ, yeah. yeah. Um, and Round last year... three, the rubber match. That'd be crazy, right? Because, yeah. I mean, yeah. the Heat beating the Bucks in, I guess that the was bubble. 1920 in the yeah. bubble. Yeah. That was like, uh-oh. What are the what are the Bucks ever going to do? Yeah. yeah. And then they destroyed them last yeah. year in the playoffs. And now it kind of felt like the Heat were scuttling. So, I would love that matchup. A, cl- a, a rivalry yeah. in the playoffs? Exactly. Wild stuff. And Because it was a Ariza on him last year, Giannis. Yeah. So. You know, that doesn't even... You may as well put me on him in that point. So, uh, yeah, Miami are just cruising along perfectly right now, letting everyone else sort of fight and scrap over each other. And they, you know, they're, they're in a, obviously in a very strong position to take home court for the entire Eastern Conference playoffs. Yeah, what do you think, Miami? Absolutely the most overlooked team in the Eastern Conference at the at the top of the picture, yeah, at the top of the conference. There's just, yeah, there's a lot of good teams, a lot of good storylines we talked about. You didn't even mention the Nets or the Cavs as just teams that we've been talking about. While the Heat, yeah, they yeah, continue to plug and play a bunch of guys. The good thing about uh, the fact that they've had all these injuries is that Lowry, Butler, Bam should all be pretty fresh when it comes to the postseason and ready to go and give those old bodies, you know, as... Uh, those old bodies should be able to give as much as they possibly can for a, a two-month run. You know they are, you know, they're they're weathered and they they've like been around, so they know how much they have to give in the postseason. So that's exciting for them. Uh, watching, yeah, their defense yesterday really oh, really frustrate the Bulls. I thought they were locked in last night against the Bulls yeah, in that first half, first quarter. Eight I mean, turnovers talking, for the Bulls in the first quarter. They were everywhere. It was nice to see Levine pissed a little bit. I like seeing Levine pissed. Usually he's like a no-emotion guy, but he was pretty angry uh, towards the end of this game. And, yeah, they desperately missed Caruso and Lonzo Ball on that side. Uh, but the Heat, the strange thing is 
you know, their pecking order is sort of, you know, you know what's coming. You know, Kyle Lowry will be the starting point guard over Gabe Vincent, who is there right now. But they're bringing back Victor Oladipo, should be ready to come back in the next couple of weeks, which is wow. which is strange. Is he going to be part of the rotation? Can he add anything? I mean, they are going to play him very minimal minutes, uh, but they're super deep. They are the one seed, yeah, as, as Trey said, by a couple games now. And now that they're healthy... Now that they're clicking everywhere, they know this twenty game run here. They got twenty games left. This is when they put the that that heat culture. This is when it starts. They're gonna they're gonna go the rest of the. I mean, did you see that Bam at a bio block? That was amazing. Uh, yeah, it was it was literally Giannis block from the finals. Guard a guy on the perimeter, yeah. get back, and stop the alley oop pass. Sexy times for the Heat. You know the Bucks should still be the favorites because they won the whole thing. Uh, but the Heat are just are right there as the one A. Like in that second tier, I think I think it's the Bucks, and then everybody else. I think the Heat are like one A. You know, along with uh, the other teams we mentioned. Heat fans are going to be pissed, and and in a weird way, rightfully so. Though he hasn't played enough games uh, when it's all said and done, that Bam will not be an All NBA center because when you watch Bam play right now, he is elite. He raises their ceiling so high uh, and their title chances. But you know he's only played 37, so what will it be at the end of the year? You know whatever. It's going to be. It's it's, it's going to still be. You know, yeah. Embiid and Jokic are yeah. you know one yeah. two there as your centers on your All NBA team, and then who's going to be the third guy? Gobert, mm. maybe Towns. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, Bam no, no, will no, very yeah. likely not yeah. be an All NBA selection at the center position, and like I can already see it now. Heat fans are going to be like, especially the number one seed. They're like, are you kidding me? This guy's like 20, 10, 4. I mean, you see the defense. Like he's awesome. Yeah. Uh, maybe he gets an All defensive you know selection there on second team but he, he is when he is back and playing at this level and the, yeah this was without Lowry last night Jesus that mm-hmm. starting five is, is that's you that's tough to score on <laughs> Kyle Butler Bam PJ who am I forgetting and then Duncan you got your shooter Long, yeah, yeah. Hero, I mean, maybe? so yeah one guy you can sort of like quote-unquote hide because it doesn't matter the other four guys are elite mm. defenders that's, that's a nightmare I wouldn't want to play them that's for sure and if you want, don't want to yeah that's exactly right, <laughs> right. if you want some uh if you want some heat buzz this is a big week for them. They play the Bucks in Milwaukee on Wednesday. Then they got the Nets in Brooklyn on Thursday, followed by the 76ers. Cool. Rockets, wow. that's a W. And then next Wednesday, they play the Suns. So they're playing four <laughs> title contenders in the next week. Yeah. Win all of those, you're getting a lot of talk. There'll be a lot of, yeah. yeah. And I'm excited to see Bam and PJ on those those bigs, like you said, and Bead and, and Giannis there in Milwaukee and stuff like that. It'll be fun. All right, let's keep it going here. Um, next game. Well, this is just a feel-good story. Mm. Markel Fultz. Scored 10 in his return. Magic beat the Pacers 119-103. It was cool to see the standing ovation there from the somewhat sparse Orlando Magic crowd, <laughs> but everybody in attendance uh, getting out. You know, Cole Anthony giving him a huge hug as he checked in. Mm-hmm. He played 16 minutes. He shot 5 of 7. I- I'm interested to hear your thoughts on his actual shot mechanics. It appeared smoother to Absolutely. me. Now, this guy hasn't played in 14 months because yeah. of the ACL injury. There wasn't... Less hitch to that shot. Am I crazy? No, not at all. That yeah. was beautiful looking yeah. stroke there. Uh, you sort of, I remember seeing like draft videos of him. That's what it sort of looked like more, where he was smoother with his yeah. whole execution of how he shot the ball. He went inside, had some really nice handles as well, yep. had the six assists. He looked beautiful. I mean, if he can pan out, you know, he's had the injury. He's obviously had the, the terrible start to his career. If he can pan out, this is a great pickup. He's here. only 23. Oh, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, it, <laughs> I mean, it feels like we've talked about him for a decade. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but uh, that, that shot is obviously so important because it looked like the guy hadn't shot a basketball before in his first year or two there in mm-hmm. Philadelphia. So he's been working on it. 
great. I'm really happy for him. I mean, that, I think he, people just want the best for this guy because we all saw him out there on the stage as a number one pick, and it's like, how did he get pick number one when he right. can't seemingly shoot the ball? And then he had all sorts of crazy issues as well, sort of with the team off the court. You know, there was videos of him, remember, and he was like almost bobbling the ball before he shot it. Gets the injury, now it comes back. So hopefully there's a happy ending here for him. And, and at only 23, he's still got plenty of time to figure it all out. And he had a couple, like, decent games, I remember, last season before the injury, right? At the start of that season. He had, like, a 26-point yeah. game. And he had another good game in there. Maybe we flirted with 20. So there was like, oh, Markel Fultz, okay. I mean, you know, he's getting a chance here in Orlando where, you know, there are not a lot of bright lights on him and probably the best situation for him. And then he had the injury, unfortunately. But, yeah, what do you think of his return here? For the Orlando Magic. Uh, definitely not a lot of bright lights, not a lot of headlines the last couple months. He's been in practice for two months. We haven't talked about him once, mm-hmm. us basketball nerds. I mean, he's been on a court in Dece- from December on, and here he is looking like the best version of himself. Uh, you know, it's not the quickest of releases, but if he gets a little space, uh, he can shoot it. So it's, yeah, a project that is in a good spot in Orlando. It sure seems like it's, it's easier for him when he's outside of... Uh, yeah, a big market like Philadelphia and what happened there. It's yeah, it's a fun team to root for if you're a basketball geek. What are these these backcourt guys like? Who's gonna really pan out? Uh, you know, from Jalen Suggs as well as Markel Fultz and Cole Anthony. If they're all great, along with R.J. Hampton, then it gets crowded. But you know, more than likely, they're just hoping that a couple One of them get the really, yeah. really good along with Franz, and then <laughs> and then they can take off. I mean, this is a bad team. Uh, and they also have Jonathan Isaac. You remember him? He hasn't played oh, forever. Wow. <laughs> uh, that, but he's Jonathan Isaac, probably the projected best player of the future. He hasn't played forever because he's been hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, and then you got a bunch of guys that are just fun to rally around. So hopefully, Markel Fultz. Yeah, he was happy out there. And uh, yeah, they gave him. Yeah, even even if it was just what was it? Only sixteen minutes. Yeah. They gave him the the locker room shower afterwards, oh, and everybody loved it. Uh, the Magic have won two in a row here too, going for their uh, for a three game win streak uh, is on the table here. I think they have a pretty uh, easy uh, opponent. Maybe they <laughs> they're play the Pacers again. They're fifteen and forty seven. They're fifteen and forty seven, which is tied in terms of wins with the Pistons and the Rockets. So keep your eye on that if you're a tank. I would shut guy. down Fultz then. Yeah, I know. I mean, <laughs> it might help them uh, too much there. But um, anything to add to the Markel Fultz return, Trey? No, my takeaway was the same as yours. Great hug. It was from great. Cole hug. Anthony. That was a big deep hug, especially from a guy who could theoretically take your spot, right? Like, yep. I mean, obviously they're on the same team. They care about each other, but they're competitive, surely, with each other. And like Tess said, for whatever reason, you know, uh, the Magic brought in Fultz, and then they drafted another point guard in Anthony, and then they drafted another point guard in Jalen Suggs. That's just kind of the Magic style. They find one kind of player they like and then just <laughs> get as many of them as they possibly can. So we'll see which one of them actually pops. I don't know. It seems like there's ways to probably keep two of them around long term. Mm-hmm. We'll see which two they are. Uh, I'm going to throw the rest of the games at you. You can touch on any of them that you want to. We had Towns hitting a late three-pointer as the Wolves held off the Cavs 127-122. Game of uh, game of runs in yeah. that one. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Scotty Barnes, baby, <laughs> made his first 11 shots as the, ramped, the Raptors romped, is what I meant to say, 133-97 in Brooklyn after I gave the Raptors a loser of the weekend. A big mm. wake-up call there for them. Uh, Bucks scored 44 in the second quarter. They rolled past the Hornets 130-106. That was a blowout. And De'Aaron Fox, 29-10 to lead the Kings past the Thunder 131-110. Lee, there's four games. Which one do you want to talk about? Uh, I feel sorry for Carl anthony Towns and the Wolves because everyone was watching Ja Morant uh, and they weren't really watching a great game end there. 
for Carl Anthony. Towns. I was. I was watching Crunch Time actually. Oh, were you? You're, yeah, you're a sicko man. It was Roe Parish and uh, Sam Mitchell uh, wow. doing uh, Crunch Time last uh, night. Well, and it was easy to find on the uh, NBA t- um, dot com app. Mm, on Leakman. Yeah, great. It was right there. You had all your games <laughs> to pick from, and then there was a little thing that said Crunch Time. That's why I clicked on it. I was like, oh, this oh. is this is still going. Cool. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Well, you mentioned it was a game of runs too, and the Wolves were down fourteen early, then up twenty three in the third. And then it was tied with like 35 seconds to go after Chetty hit a big three. Mm-hmm. And then Carl Anthony Towns in the same building, he took home the three-point <laughs> shootout uh, trophy just a week or so ago. Steps back, hits one of his, uh, you know, no jumping threes, yeah. knocked it in. and uh, Rattled in. It rattled in. That's yeah, fine. yeah. It was good. It was good. So uh, that was, it was actually a pretty interesting game. No Darius Garland here for the Cavs, uh, who lose another one. They're still, they're fine. They're fine. Kevin Love had a great game off the bench there for them. But uh, it does feel like the Cavs need... Everybody out there playing, yeah, you know, yeah. like everything. There's no Karis Levert too. No Karis Levert, he's out again too. So, uh, but this was actually a really good game, especially in that fourth quarter when the Cavs were making that run, and uh, Patrick Beverly committed. On the broadcast, they were saying, I can't remember who it was now, saying that's guaranteed either a flagrant or a clear pass. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Where he, guaranteed. Where he, the, was it on Chetty? Where he wrapped it was him on up? Chetty, yeah yeah, 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 and he wrapped him up, and he and Chetty's moment. It wasn't, it wasn't nasty. It wasn't dirty. It wasn't a flag. No, no it was. No. I, everybody thought it was maybe a clear pass. Yeah, yeah, that's the only one because he kind of got him on the in front, but they sort of, I guess, said he was in front of him, Patrick Beverly, in the end. Anyway, Chetty only made one of two free throws, uh, which which kind of cost him in the end. But uh, other than that, great game by both teams, and the Wolves, good victory for them to hang on, considering they nearly blew that twenty-three point lead. Yeah. Were you watching your Wolves-Cavs game here? Yeah, Carl Anthony Towns, just a calm step back three to win that thing. He was just feeling it, and he said after the game, this this is this arena is probably the most comfortable I feel in, in, in any arena. So <laughs> It's interesting. Yeah. That would be a fun poll to ask all the NBA players, outside of your own arena, which I assume they would say a lot, which just which barn do you like shooting in the most? Like <laughs> yeah. Because which of the lighting, because of the sight yeah. lines, because of whatever. I mean, it's got to yeah. be. They probably have an answer. They're sickos. So yeah, it was this one. Yeah, for sure. I wonder, would they pick home? I mean, just because they well, have I to. I would think I mean, so, say, just because. Yeah, <laughs> just because. Just, yeah, other than, your, other than your own barn. Yeah, yeah, he won the three-point contest in Cleveland a couple weeks ago and now feeling good. So, yeah, let's get ready for a Cavs-Wolves finals where Carl Anthony Towns is feeling good about himself. Yeah, and the barns. Uh, Malachi Flynn, my boy, getting uh, some minutes he there. Did he did play really great. well. He looked great. Uh, <laughs> he, he filled in very well. And, yeah, the, the Nets, what a, what a Jekyll and what a Hyde <laughs> from night to night. It's it's wild. And so they're going to Toronto tonight. No Kyrie Irving, unavailable. Uh, KD not playing. Obviously, Ben Simmons not playing. Ben Simmons not practicing this week, mm. Nash said pregame with a very raw voice. Steve Nash, uh, yeah, in – COVID protocols. Mm, yeah. Uh, he, yeah, he sounded sick, and then the announcement uh, happened, so hopefully Steve Nash is okay. Jack Armstrong in uh, COVID protocols, mm. too, I saw. Oh, Daddy Devlin. And Devlin but, was. Yeah. I don't know if you yeah. know that. <laughs> It's happening all yeah. over with the broadcasters. But Ben Simmons, definitely not practicing this week. So, yeah, cancel the trip. It ain't <laughs> happening for us. Not going March 10th to Philadelphia. Because if he's not practicing this week, it would be getting in jumping into Tuesday's game potentially and then Thursday would be the game so maybe getting in one game it's not happening no, no. Uh, absolutely not happening but hey uh, Darren Fox is good now what about that, that was nice, he's nice. 29 10 I mean <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm sure we won't talk too much about that no we but, won't uh, just back to Scotty Barnes legit had one of the best all around performances by a Raptor and he's only a rookie yeah. he had 28 points he hit his first 11 shots so he finished 12 of 14 16 rebounds which was tied for the second most by a Raptors rookie 5 steals 
tied for the most by a Raptors rookie, and he threw in four assists for yeah. good measure. That's a hell of a game. And Nick Nurse after the game said, we don't run a single play for him. No. <laughs> I mean, he's basically Sean Marion. They're like, yeah, just... You'll get hairs. Yeah. <laughs> and he will because of his motor. And uh, he was everywhere. He was amazing in this game. Nine offensive rebounds uh, because they don't run anything for him. But, yeah, a nose for the ball, right? He's always there. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, that, that was – I mean, you know, I, I'm joking that they went out and did that because I gave him a loser of the weekend. But it was like – as we talked about, it was like a, sort of like a much-needed win to like sort of yeah. – you know, after those two brutal losses to the Hornets and Hawks – Here's another team right there in the mix with them when it comes to, to seeding, and they got that done. We'll see what happens here tonight mm. uh, in Toronto. Can they do it again? Mm. Can Freddie, Kai Flynn play like that Freddie again? Freddie playing tonight? I doubt it. Yeah, I, I don't need but to. I don't know for sure. Uh, any other thoughts, Trey, on any of those games from last night? Maybe you wanted to talk about De'Aaron Fox and his 29. <laughs> no. No, I didn't think so. <laughs> no, didn't no, think no, so. no, no. I did what you did. I tuned in to watch Minnesota versus Cleveland. And the other four games, the other games that allegedly were happening... I don't believe it. Oh, no. I simply well, I don't believe it. Okay. Uh, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, a bunch of random questions for you guys and everybody watching and listening. Don't go anywhere. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute. But man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. visit betterhelp.com slash no dunks today to get 10 percent off your first month that's better h-e-l-p.com slash no dunks this episode of no dunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's NBA playoffs time, and that means NBA snack time. I can't stop eating while I'm watching. So many options in my house that I gotta cut out a bit. I gotta switch it up, but I know I'm not giving up. Sunflower seeds? Sure. But maybe something that's not a food for that oral fixation? Perhaps? Good thought. Here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device. Instead of vapor, fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Its taste is surprising. All natural stuff. It's fun to fidget with, and it's a good weight. The wood feels good, and it feels cool to use. 
Start the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash dunks and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners to the show 10% off when they use our code dunks to help make starting the good habit that much easier. All right, back with No Dunks here in the Classic Factory. Um, this isn't Tweet of the Night. That's coming up later, and I've got that. But there were a bunch of tweets that piqued my interest last night that I thought, hmm, that can make for a fun question. And the first one, it's a, it's a bit of news. It's from Shams at The Athletic. He said that the Los Angeles Lakers intend to waive DeAndre Jordan and sign free agent guard DJ Augustine. Yes, DJ for DJ. Going big to small. Uh, I guess just, Tess, just quickly... There are rumors that the Sixers might be interested in DeAndre Jordan. Are, are you a fan of this idea? Does he have anything left to give uh, in this league, getting up there in age and the position he plays and sort of what he didn't give to the Lakers? What, 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 what do you think? Mm. That's my thought. Is he going to play in the playoffs? Would he play? Or is he just sort of a uh, fill-in here for 20 games? That's what I imagine him being. I my immediate thought is, okay, they gave away Andre Drummond as their backup center. Who is taking those minutes behind Joel Embiid right now that DeAndre Jordan would surpass would be better than? Right. And uh, what's the answer? I mean, I didn't even look it up. The, the backup center is... Willie Cauley-Stein yeah. is yeah. probably their backup center right, right now. You, he, might, yeah, get a, you might get a b-ball Paul. Yeah. yeah. Paul those guys, are better. those guys are better than DeAndre Jordan. Yes, yeah. I, agree. We're at. I, I guess, agree. I guess he's a locker room guy for high fives. <laughs> he must and be the greatest locker room guy is. of all time. He right? seems like a nice guy. Like very everybody nice wants, guy. everybody yeah, totally. wants him around for a little bit at least, and then they were like, oh, maybe he doesn't yeah. really have it anymore. Okay. I, I saw him cook some stuff. I want to cook with him. He's a very nice guy. Yeah. 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 I guess that's be. what he is. I, and, and to be around just to eat minutes, because he just doesn't have the athleticism anymore to toss the ball to him. He used to be able to get up. Way over the rim. Yeah, that didn't happen, and he's not be able, he can't really defend on the perimeter. If the Lakers are saying goodbye, then yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a, yeah, that's a great point. If the Lakers are waving you right now with where they're at, then that that's rough. But anyway, uh, this love DJ on, Augustine though with the Lakers. Love, that's DJ. who's filling in. Yeah, uh, sure. Sure. Yeah. He's older. Yeah. Yeah. Sessions. They somehow got older. He's yeah. older than De- DeAndre Jordan. I think he's yeah. a year older. Wow. Um, but it came up on the Top Shot Hot Boys yesterday, and shout out to everybody that joined Trey and I. We were ripping some packs uh, on that. Uh, it came up because I was like, I think, I don't was it a Drummond moment we had? Or maybe it was a DeAndre Jordan moment. And then I was like, what's going to be weirder? And I threw this at TK. as like, that Drummond made an all-NBA team or that DeAndre Jordan did? And then I was like, hold on. Let me just fact check that. Whoa. DeAndre Jordan made... Three mm. All NBA teams. He was a first teamer once. He was, it? yeah. And then two uh, third teams. Yeah. Three All NBA <laughs> yeah, selections yeah, for DeAndre yeah. Jordan. I mean, I'm not meaning to pile on the guy here, but no. that is really crazy. And then we had uh, Mike Zakarian there from Team Hold in the chat saying, "That's a pretty fun question. What are some other sort of questionable or All NBA selections that have aged poorly, or at least you're mm. like, what the hell? So that's the cue for you guys here at the table. That's the cue for everybody on the stream team, everybody listening later." I want to know, off of the DeAndre Jordan making three All-NBA teams, is there another All-NBA selection where you're like, oh, that looks, that's just odd or looks bad or aged poorly, however you want to put it. Anyone come to mind? Yeah, well, DeAndre Jordan did make an All-Star team as well. He only made one All-Star yeah, game, but, but three, three All-NBA yeah. selections. That's also weird. So I, I sort of went down that path and I tried mm. to find guys who were All-NBA but not All-Stars and I found three. I stopped at about 1995. I was like, all right, I've got enough. Al Jefferson in 2014 was uh, All-NBA third team, never an All-Star. Good player, you know, decent player. One of those... 
probably could have, should have made. He so he's made, on the Wolves uh, in this. I think he situation? was on the uh, Bob. Uh, Hornets. Oh, he's on yeah. the Hornets. Yeah. Okay. I think Excuse he was on the, yeah. Okay, yeah. Hornets. Like were they Bobcats or Hornets? Anyway, he <laughs> yeah. was on that team. Maybe a Pacer. Nah. Nah. Uh, no. And then <laughs> another one was Andrew Bogut in 2010 was on the third team as the center. Never made an all-star team. That was his best year to make one, but he never did. Interesting. He, he was, an he all was on an all-NBA. Yeah, and he was wow. an all-NBA second team, all-defense as well, but yeah. never oh, made okay. an all-star team. So this is Box Bogut. Yes, of course, yeah. And then Rod Strickland made the second team in 1998. Wow. Now, I, I'm not questioning... You know, uh, he wasn't a very good player. He was a good yeah, player. He, he just never made an all-star team. So to make a second team yeah. and never make an all-star team is uh, is pretty pretty unlucky. So those were the three that I found who never made an all-star team but did make all-NBA. Okay, okay. Those are great, great deep dive there. Yeah. Basketball reference. I like that. Yeah, Al Jefferson was a Bobcat. You guys are he correct. Was? Okay. Uh, does anyone else come to mind for, for either of you guys? Go ahead, Trey. Trey? I'll, I'll, I'll make a different point. So David Lee, ahead. I think, is a funny one. Made All-NBA with the Warriors in the 2012-13 season. Had a solid season. 18.5 points per game. 11 rebounds per game. Shot 52% from the field. And the Warriors got so much better when they replaced him with Draymond Green to the point you're like, oh, yeah, David David Lee. That yeah. guy was a walking double-double yeah. for the Warriors back in the day. Uh, also made an all-star team earlier in his career with the Knicks. Same thing. He was just putting up massive numbers <laughs> season after season for a little bit of time there. And then suddenly it was small ball time. And hmm. David Lee, you would think would be a yeah. good small ball player. But maybe he should have shifted up to the five or something. I don't know what the deal is. But that's a weird one to me. Very weird. I think uh, John Jay Jordan making the center spot just kind of speaks to us having to change the positions for all NBA. Right. Because you're kind of pigeonholing a guy in there that may not be one of the best, quote-unquote, bigs in the league. But you have to have a center. So I think that's what kind of happened. He was playing on a really good team with the Clippers, obviously. And, and he was great defensively. He really was. Yeah. I mean, and Chris Paul it. really helped him get on to yeah. a couple of NBA teams. Yeah, well, like my, my general rule and, and me sort of not loving the Rudy Gobert picks in, in general where you got to be able to create your own bucket a little bit. If you're going to be an all-NBA player, if you're going to be one of the best 15 players in the league, you kind of have to be able to score a little bit. And Rudy Gobert and DeAndre Jordan or guys, yeah, that that need to be set up. But if you look, the years that DeAndre Jordan made it, uh, yeah, Al Jefferson was in the mix there. I mean, Dwight was sort of at the tail end. Uh, Joakim Noah had a really short run. And mm-hmm. then, you know, the Gasols were pigeoned into the center spot. Andre Drummond uh, made an all-NBA team to Marcus Cousins. Mm-hmm. That year that DeAndre Jordan was the best center in the league, the other two were Cousins and uh, Andre Drummond. So, so you're saying yeah. like there, yeah, there There's was the stretch forwards. there where we were reaching, yeah, for for second and third centers. To sure put seems on like it. teams, yeah, yeah. If I'm and now back. we're luckily we have well, now, it's sort now of come it's back with Jokic and Embiid, you know, as MVP uh, winners and front runners, and uh, you know, and then of course like Bam and now, yeah, and now Kobe it's not Giannis. a problem. Now yep. it's not a problem. Yeah, and Towns. Yeah, it's like you got your one two and Jokic and Embiid. Then yeah, picking Towns. Adebayo or Gobert is your third one. Right. Yeah, so maybe I'm wrong. I will say there's a lot more bold on DeAndre Jordan's basketball reference page than I would have remembered. He led the league in field goal field percentage goal, yeah. five times, led the league in rebounding two times. I mean, that's solid center stuff. And like you're saying, I mean, the field goal percentage is you're catching alley-oops mm-hmm. or offensive yeah. rebounds. That's what it is. But honestly, that's how Rudy Gobert makes yeah. all NBA teams as well. Who's going to have a more memorable career then, DeAndre Jordan or Andre Drummond? When it's all said and done. <laughs> well, I guess Drummond, I guess. Just because of no. rebounding them? No, I don't know. No, I don't, I don't, I don't, 
the team, the team that DeAndre Jordan is on, true, will, or was on, will be remembered. So unless Drummond has like an incredible resurgence here um, for the Nets and plays a pivotal part in a in a championship run, maybe he's helped out by that. That's unlikely. I guess so. But, okay. I guess so. That's a fun question for everybody out there. Okay, next one. This is from uh, Bet MGM, our good friends over there. They tweeted. John Morant is running away with the most improved player award at the current moment. And, and they say running all caps locks because they're sharing the MIP odds on BetMGM. And we're showing to them, uh, showing them here to you on YouTube. So if you're listening, I'm not going to go through all the names, but John Morant, minus 600. So an odds on favorite to win MIP. You got Miles Bridges plus 750. You got Darius Garland plus 1400. DeJounte Murray plus 1600. And Bernie Simons plus thirty five hundred, and then it goes on. And, you know, even DeRozan, oh my God, is on this list. But <laughs> I, I, I'm interested to hear your all take on this because I, I, this feels weird to me. John Moran as a most improved player, it almost like feels, I don't know, feels almost disrespectful because he's like at the MVP table. So I just find that part weird. But maybe you disagree. Is Jaw your MIP favorite, Trey, or do you also find it strange that a guy at that level is in the mix? What do you think about this whole thing? This is the first time I've thought about the Most Improved Player Award this year. Okay. That and the Sixth Man of the Year are like two awards that are kind of just out there right now. You know, I'm like, Tyler Hero is probably going to win Sixth Man of the Year, right? It'll probably be Tyler oh, yeah. Hero. And now that I see this, I think it's going to be Joe. Yeah. I think it's going to be. Uh, he's and got the okay, Giannis case. And you're case. okay with it? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. He's got the Giannis case. Went from good to great. Same as Giannis being a first-time All-Star. This was Jaw's first season as an All-Star. He's no doubt their team MVP. Yeah. Uh, for a team that has improved quite a bit. He's not going to win league MVP, most likely. So this is kind of like uh, the junior MVP award, kind of, I think. So, uh, yeah, I actually kind of do now think that Ja is the man because there's not really another ca- candidate that blows my socks off. I think we'll probably have Garland number two. Uh, similar case to Ja, but just a little bit lesser, uh, being in their third season, becoming all-stars being the engine that drives their team. And obviously the Cavs improved as well. You could say Murray is in the mix. Anthony Simons, I guess, is kind of the traditional. Yeah. He became a role guy, now seems to be a bit of a cornerstone for the Blazers. That's a a case we've seen before in MIP voting. But I don't know. I think it might be Ja. I kind of of am convinced now. Well, I mean, yeah, bet MGM and the the betting odds agree with you. And I think recently, you're right, it's like guys that were good – that went to all-star level great. Julius Randle last year, Brandon Ingram the year before that. Siakam was then the year before that. Now, he ha- he wasn't an all-star that year, but he was well on his way. Oladipo, same thing. You said Giannis, exactly that happened. Um, CJ didn't make it, but there's a lot. Jimmy Butler, another example. So of these last like eight years, a lot of these guys did the John Morant-like leap. But I guess the difference is he's, leap- he's leapt even higher, right? <laughs> like we have him at the MVP table. None of those guys I really listed in those particular years were like top four, top five in an MVP conversation. That's what's making this one strange Yeah, to me. Yeah, it's similar to Giannis's case, as Trey said, but you're right. That year, Giannis wasn't an MVP no, candidate. No, But this could be, yeah, Jaws' trajectory of, yeah, yeah maybe next year. Or well, the there year was after. one that you brought it up earlier in the, in the show. Curry won MVP, and there was like a good month or two buzz when he went on to win it again. Of people him of wanting him to win most yeah. improved. And I was like, come, both. Come, he could win. Both. Come on. I mean, I, I remember MVP getting upset about season. that. Yeah, but of course. Do you have John Moran as your MIP favorite, or and you're fine with it? What do you think? Yeah, he'll he'll win this award because he should win it because he has taken 
the biggest leap, I think. He's gone up from 19 points a game to 27 a game. He's that's shooting huge. more. He's shooting better. He's getting more, or not more assists, sorry, more rebounds, fewer assists, but that's fine. The team's winning. He's made such a big staple. So I understand your case of like, he's almost a bit too above that award. Yeah, it almost feels lame that we have yeah. him in the MVP conversation. Then, like Trey said, yeah. like here's your you're not going to get MVP, yeah. but here's the MIP. Yeah, so I think what but, you're saying it should go to someone more who's like just taken a good leap this season and improved. Like Desmond Bain, his teammate, I think sure. has been incredible yeah. this season. Yeah. He's not going to win the award because of what Jar is doing. So Jar will win the award, but there are some other guys with good case. Anthony Edwards has cooled off a little bit. I thought he was really good to start this season. And Tyler Hero, I can't believe he's at plus 25,000, uh, right, mm-hmm. to not, win the award. He's not winning it. They no, he, he, he will not win it. So um, that is weird to me. But yeah, DeRozan in there is like, so... People do consider sometimes, like, okay, he's had such a good season. Maybe he could be most improved, even though he's been an all-star that in years gone by. That would be an insane one, yeah. yeah. I mean, I also think Jaron Jackson, his other teammate, Jar Morant there in Memphis, he's had also a really, really good season. If you look at the stats, though, they are certainly not uh, significantly better than they've been over the other seasons. His impact on the game, though, has been much better. So, uh, But if you're a betting man, just go heavy on Jar Morant. He should win this very comfortably. Okay. Um, uh, I don't mind the Desmond Bain. I bet Bain over Jaron Jackson Jr. I mean, his numbers have essentially doubled. So it's not, you know, <clears throat> good to MVP level, but it's yeah, he's average improved. Yeah, yeah the, problem, the problem with Bain, though, is he's a second-year player, yeah. which is like they all improve. Sounds yeah. like Taylor Jenkins is running away with Coach of the Year. Oh, oh, oh. It's got a lot of these guys in the running for <laughs> I mean, most three improved. players as most yeah. improved. Yeah. Uh, well, it seems like the stream team is uh, uh, maybe like split on this one. Yeah. Should should John Morant be in in MIP conversation or should he just almost be off of this ballot? Should go to one of these other guys. But uh, other people saying, yeah, why not? He's made the leap. It's pretty incredible. Uh, final one from R. Calland on Twitter. Robbie Callan, good friend. Everybody's a friend of ours. He pointed out. Tristan Thompson wearing number three is just dreadful aesthetics. He is not a single-digit guy. Stop this madness. That's what Robbie Kellen tweeted last night. I did think it looks weird. You know, I'm watching this uh, Bulls-Cavs game, or excuse me, Bulls-Heat uh, game last night. So I thought it was a fun question, Tass. You can get us started outside of maybe Tristan Thompson. Maybe you disagree with Robbie, but what's the weirdest player jersey combo number going on right now? I hear what you're saying, Robbie. Big guy, little number. <laughs> Nobody likes it. Nobody likes it. Especially because Tristan Thompson's worn higher numbers throughout his career. So to me, Montrez Harrell is exactly the same. He's worn a higher number now mm. with the Charlotte Hornets. Only been there a couple weeks. He's got a low number. He's got number eight. Single digit guy. Uh, so it's weird. Listen, I'm I'm like what happened in the NFL these days. I'm, I'm of that mentality. Wide receivers can have a single digit number. I'm okay with that. Sure. Go, go crazy. They've changed it this year. Go crazy. Uh, to me, uh, Montrez is a, is a big who plays big, and he doesn't do outside stuff like Tristan Thompson, sort of same thing. If you're a Vooch, you can wear a single-digit number. Nine. Yeah. Okay. He, he plays outside. But if you're, if you're just – if you're strictly a big man – Get on that 50 or that 55. That's not popular anymore in the oh, NBA, the right? big boy jersey. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's what oh, yeah. I used the to The biggest be. guy, you got to wear 55. <laughs> we sold side patches at the side. Yeah. Shout out my guy, Chilo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, big guy. Yeah, that, that was my man, Mark Hoffinger, in high yeah. school. Daryl Smith's for me. Yeah, throw him the jersey. Put on the 55. But it's just dis- it's a disrespected jersey. Right? Nobody wants to wear 50 or 55. <laughs> Is there one? Is there a 55 right now with a little guy? That was always weird. Jason Williams wearing uh, that's 55. A good one. Oh, 
Oh yeah, that's, that's a weird one. Yeah. Okay, so you're you're on Montrose Harrell. Yeah, I, Just, I think I think also if you're if you were eight, maybe Kobe uh, changed my mentality. Hmm. You kind of have to be really good, like hmm. like superstar level. Now, you know everybody wears twenty three. There's a lot of guys who wear yeah, twenty three to emulate MJ, but uh, number eights they generally. I, yeah, they're not they're not always amazing, but there's some number eights in the Hall of Fame. A little trivia time. Oh, guys who wore number eight who are in the Hall of Fame. Kobe Bryant, <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah. Antoine Walker is not, unfortunately. He didn't make it. Uh, no. uh, eight. You, wow. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. That's tough. I'll help you out yeah. because Walt Bellamy, Nat, <laughs> Nate Clifton, or Nat Clifton, uh, Earl Lloyd in the fifties. And then three guys who wore it very briefly. So I'm just going to give them to you. It's trivia time for me. Just, <laughs> yeah, just give you the answer. Yeah. I mean, it's too hard. Were you going to guess <laughs> Earl Lloyd? I don't think no, so. These are all not. players from the 1950s and 60s. Yes. Okay. But there's one. <laughs> there's one. There's one. There's a couple in the 80s. So a couple in the 80s, but they wore them for one or two seasons. Wow. That's Moses? weird. Moses Malone. Hey, nice. nice. Pull. Oh, there's yeah. a big guy with a single yeah. digit number. Yeah. Often. Number eight. Two a lot. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. And he wore a good call. He wore eight for two seasons. Now there's two more. Okay. Two, uh, just, From the 80s? Uh, yes, 80s and 90s. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, this guy wore it at the absolute end of his career, mm, so which really was in the one. middle of the 80s. So he played in the 70s, known for another team. But then he went to someone's favorite team here at the table. George, uh, George Gervais. George Gervais. Yeah. Uh, four plus four equals eight. Mm. Nice. That's what it was, huh? Yeah, probably. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and uh, <laughs> and uh, a European player who wore it. You definitely didn't know him with the team that he wore eight on. You knew him for uh, playing with another team. Uh, one of the most notorious early European players that came over. And he's in, and the, he's hall. in the hall. So Tony the, Kukoc? No. No. Because, yeah, he Lonnie? was. Marshallonis. Marshall, yeah, Serenus yeah, Marshallonis, that's right. Uh, he wore number eight for one year. Last thing, Jay Scrub wears zero for the Clippers. Scrub wearing a zero. <laughs> Not a good match, I, I don't think, right? And maybe, you know, he's playing into it a little bit, but whatever. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, what, what do you got for a weird player jersey combo? Luka Doncic is number yeah. 77. That's yeah. a hockey That was number. your pick? That was my pick too, yeah. <laughs> He's going to go down as one of the best players in NBA history, quite likely. His jersey will most likely be retired, and it's going to be number 77. <laughs> I would ask you guys to do a trivia of number 77s, but you would get a lot of them, but you wouldn't really care. Bargnani with the Knicks, yeah. 77. Yeah. Damari Carroll with the Spurs, 77. Mm-hmm. Ursan Ilyasova, Bucks and Jazz, 77. It's basically role guys, except for Luka Doncic is out there looking like a left tackle. Yeah, <laughs> shooting step back threes. Looking like Paul Coffey. I thought, yeah. I, I thought it was Capono too, but he wore seventy two on the uh, Lakers. I think that's a weird number. Yeah, I would say the most notable seventy seven thus far would either be George Mirasan, seven foot yeah. seven, yeah. or mm. Vladimir Radmanovich, who wore yeah. it for like every one of his teams. Yeah, he used to wear seven growing up, right? And then why did he go to seventy seven? Dwight Powell number seven. Something happened. <laughs> Uh, yeah, maybe it's, maybe it's retired. So that's who you had on your list. I, I had I had Doncic because the question was for a current league today. Yeah, yeah. And I thought it is kind of weird that like it's sort of we've just assumed because he's so good it doesn't really matter, but he just rocks number seventy seven out there. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it's kind of weird, but he can pull it off. So who cares? He yep. changed he changed on Real Madrid. He wore it for a while, but then there was an older player. Claymont Perpelic, who was wearing seven, so he said, "I'm wearing 77. <laughs> Claymont. Oh. So or that was, yeah, that was an older Slovenian player. Yeah. So that's why we have it. All right. Well, fun question for everybody listening and watching. Uh, what is, in your opinion, the weirdest player 
slash jersey number combo in the league today or of all time have some fun with it we gotta take one more break when we come back tweet of the night and uh we'll start up a brand new pick'em for the month of march don't go anywhere all right let's get to tweet of the night Mm, tweet of the night wow twitter well it only feels right to go back to john morant you know we started talking the show about him and his performance and his 52 points and all the highlights and uh what a guy what a player. And <laughs> caught the eye of Allen Iverson. Hall of Famer Allen Iverson last night, uh, who tweeted a picture with John Morant's jersey hanging off Allen Iverson's most valuable player award there. Sooner or later, AI says. I respect Iverson. He's like, get the fuck out of here with your most improved. This guy's going to be winning MVP sooner or later. And then the best part is, John Morant sees this. And retweets it with another photo. It's a hell of a Photoshop from... Lee Olson at Shift Refresh. That's right. Townsville, Australia. Great work. And uh, John Morant saying, pass the torch OG flame emoji. Mm. I also love that response. I feel like so many players would be like, you know, thank you, man, from a legend. That's uh, the best thing ever. This guy's like, yeah, uh, you're right. Just pass the torch. Let's go. Mm -hmm. And then a fun little Photoshop there uh, of John Morant. A young, young John Morant. And uh, Alan Iverson. So there you go. Just a nice, fine moment on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I can't believe we had the discipline to not talk about it during our breakdown because it was a great, the great tweet from from, yeah, the legend. Just to be able to say, I love this game and I love the young players. You know, he's not like an old fart ra- railing true. on. The, yeah, you know, that's so it's nice. And he was at All Star Weekend. He just called. He's just like, I love this thing. He watches uh, League Pass because of Steph Curry. He said, didn't mention John Morant actually. In that he said, oh, yeah. "I bought League yeah, Pass right. because of Stephen Curry, <laughs> uh, but maybe uh, yeah, Jaws worth the price of League Pass himself." So nice moment. Oh, I've got another tweet here from Charles Oakley who says uh, John Morant <laughs> wouldn't even be on uh, a team in the eighties. Right. Well, the Memphis around. Grizzlies didn't exist, so he's technically oh, right. right about he's technically that. right yeah. again. Damn it, he got me again. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm just kidding about that. Um, pick him. Let's get to it. Brought to you by Et- Bet MGM. Dallas, Lakers is our game. We're starting it all over. Tasso's a bunch of pick and payoffs. He's up to three. I still owe one. Plan on doing it this week, so don't you worry. But tonight's game, Tass, is Dallas LA Lakers. Mm. And what's the line on this one? When I threw Dal Lau into the dock, <laughs> I, I knew I knew everybody was going to be jumping on those Mavs because the Lakers were just embarrassed. Yeah. Uh, but I think they will bounce back from the embarrassment. And oh, I just got to wow. be the different guy. I like believe- getting in a hole. I like getting in a hole. Uh, <laughs> plus five and a half points to the Mavs. So they got to lose by five or less at home on TNT. You three think the Mavs will win by six or more. I just get a little faith. The Mavs barely pulled one out on Sunday. They mm-hmm. lost to the Jazz on Friday when Rudy Gobert did a really good job on Luka Doncic. One-on-one on the perimeter trying to expose him. I could see Dwight Howard doing the same. Just kidding. Uh, but I do think the Lakers will you know, put a fourth in effort. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Doubleheader on TNT. Boston hosting the Hawks. And then the Mavs and the Lakers. Golden State, Minnesota, another good one as well. You have no faith in the Lakers right now. That could have been any team playing L.A., right? When it Be came, honest. When it came through this morning and I saw the Lakers at home plus five and a half points, it's like, wow, that's crazy. Just crazy to think that the Lakers would be dogs, underdogs yeah. by that much at home. Um, Good point. Against anybody? No, not anybody. I mean, you know, the Pistons or uh, Magic or Thunder or someone were in town. Although the Thunder have played it pretty well this year. So. Anybody. 
Yeah. Okay. Anybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Watch the Lakers win here tonight, and Tass will probably take an early, early lead in the month of March. But everybody else has the Mavs win by six, and Tass has the Lakers as dogs. Good luck to everybody in the, uh, in the no dunks discord mm. doing their uh, daily pickums there i love that all right guys let's call it there email in your nba questions to no dunks at theathletic.com get yourself a sweet sweet athletic subscription go to theathletic.com slash no dunks dollar a month deal right now for an athletic uh, subscription Whew, take advantage of that and uh follow us on twitter instagram facebook tiktok at no dunks inc we'll be back tomorrow morning until then clipper bros You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, actually, I have a question for two guys that have a Discord app on their desktop. Should I download, download, download (laughs) Discord, download Discord? (laughs) The Discord download. What do you think? What do you think? Not to put you on the spot, but yeah. You like building community? Of course. You like laughing? Of course. (laughs) How do you feel about memes? I like memes, but am I going to use it more on my phone or on my... Uh, I don't use it on my phone. I use it on my laptop. Yeah. Tippity type. <laughs> okay. Okay. I think he's a both man. I'm a both man. I'm yeah. a both man. Yeah. I like to be able to respond. Toot sweet. Different <laughs> ways. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, man? We're going to get you in the Discord horde? Uh, no, that's a no. All right. We're we'll never <laughs> talking to kiss on the Discord. It's not the kiss cord. <laughs> we'll see you guys tomorrow. Embrace the day, people. <laughs> <laughs>